I'm interested in. It's actually Aaron's dad. Because then I'm going to become Aaron's stepmom. <laughs> I cannot. Can you imagine? You buy stepmom? I would make you look like a great evil stepmom. I think she'd be amazing. This is the look she's going for tonight, by the way. She's going to be literally like this. It's perfect. Hey, mom. Hi, mom. And here's the thing, too. If I was Aaron's stepmom, I wouldn't let her call me Bren. You know, I'd be like, no, you have to call me mom now. Like mommy. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Good morning, Mariana. Good morning, my Nathan. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Did I throw you there not saying baby gorgeous? You did. You did. I was like, who's Nathan? <laughs> Do you need it? Hey, baby yeah, gorgeous. Ah, oh, there it is. Ooh, how are you, dear? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You're looking good in red. Oh, stop. This old thing. <laughs> Oh, you've brightened my day, honestly. What would I do without you? You're the highlight of my week, quite frankly. Well, I mean, you'd find someone to talk about Bravo with, I'm sure. No, seriously, no one in my life watches Bravo. Isn't that sad? I'm the outlier. I wish it was more popular than it is, like in Australia at least. Yeah, I know. I don't know what's wrong with people. As soon as I start talking about it, people are like, oh, okay. I'm like, what's wrong with you? You Like these people watch maths. Like what's wrong with them? Like elevate your reality TV people. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, I've got to stop whinging about what I don't have and just appreciate what I do have, which is you and your beautiful little boy sitting on the pillow behind you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's such a freaking cutie patootie. I could squeeze him. He's so cute. He's a sweetheart. I always say he wouldn't hurt a fly apart from all the flies he kills. Oh, and the rain. He hates the rain. Oh, no. Is it the rain he hates or the windscreen wipers? The windscreen wipers. He will murder a windscreen wiper. Oh, my God, people. Do you know how cute it is when we're in the car and my partner would turn on the windscreen wipers for Chino? And then Chino would get all like freaked out and bark at them and scratch Nathan's little knees. He'd go ballistic and he'd scratch my legs up something terrible. Oh, well. Have you ever heard of a pant? (laughs) No, I'm a shorts guy. You have never met a pair of shorts that you don't like. You wear them well, though. Get the knees out. Get the knees out. (laughs) Knees out for the boys. I mean, you you won't have to worry about like white legs in summer because you're in shorts all winter. Catching as many rays exactly. as you can. You got to. You got to. Anyway, let's talk about the shows. We've got to push through. <laughs> I for think this I one, just right? miss you. I know it's true. I've got to go in an hour. All right. So, okay, before we do that, I do want to talk about one sizzle, which is mm. Bethany and Rachel did three fucking episodes. Oh, brother. Three episodes. What do they think? This is a fucking reunion? <sighs> It's a cash cow is what but it is. Kyle Cook. Oh, Kyle Cook. King. King Kyle criticising her for exploiting Ratchel. Did we not call it? Yeah. He said what we said. He said what we said is that she herself is cashing in. Now, just like you, Kyle thought that Ratchel would have had to fly herself over to see Bethany. But no, Bethany flew out to see her because she knows which way her bread is buttered. The only mm. thing that really stood out for me that made me lol, this Bethany cried. Oh, stop. She's like comparing Rachel to her kid because, yes, she's old enough to be Rachel's mother. Then she reads out all of the adjectives at the reunion <laughs> that Rachel was called by her to cast. Her face. Yeah. And just read them out again for, for dramatic effect and <laughs> was like, record. I can't imagine being called this. Like, was there not a duty of care? And basically what Bethany's trying to do is to highlight her own agenda, which is 
How are people mm-hmm. allowed to be treated like this in the workplace? So it's all about Bethany's agenda, which is laying the yeah. foundation for we need better conditions on the sets of reality TV. I don't doubt it. And Rachel says that she was supposed to have a mental health advocate on set and in the trailer, but the day before they took it away because, you know, when she did that little interview outside the nail salon with the paps, uh-huh. apparently after that happened all of a sudden the mental health advocate went away. Like she was punished. Like it was a punitive thing. Are we forgetting how accommodating they actually were to her? Like because of her restraining order, they had Sheena in a trailer like 100 yards away. Like they were swapping people in and out like for her. She could have said, no, I don't want to do reunion. But because she was getting paid per episode, she did it for her 60 grand. She got 60 grand for that reunion. Yeah, I don't feel sorry for Rachel. Was she on the first episode? Because she, she's only get paid. Yeah, because the... they did the first few minutes. Yeah, okay, there you go. So it's like, bitch, you didn't have to do it. No one held a gun to your head. <sighs> Whatever. I can't. Yeah. What I did like about Kyle, he was like, if Bethany's trying to do this as like a PSA for like mental health advocacy, then surely the episode would have been for free. But she had like so many ads in the episode. Mm-hmm. Kyle did math for us people and he reckons oh, about wow. 30% of the episode was revenue generating for iHeart and for Bethany, which is a hell of a lot more than most podcasts. Oh. And I'm like, well, I wonder if that's because people actually want to advertise with Bethany, unlike most podcasts. But she took the money and ran to the bank. Like no one's thinking Rachel got paid for that. Yeah, we all see through it except for Rachel apparently. I know. What a dumb shit. But anywho... Oh, with the only tidbit of gossip that Rachel gave us was that she said that she offered Scandival the key to her flat when she was at Meadows, the mental health facility, but he chose to stay in his house with Ariana. Power trip is what it is. Yeah. He's just, I think, got that thing of if I leave, then like it gives her the power to the house. It's like, dude, she can't sell it without giving you your money. So fuck off. I don't know what's going on. I imagine on. that it's also keeping tabs on her. Probably. It's, I don't like him. So, do you want to do Roni first or Belodek? Let's smash out Roni because I actually thought this episode got better. Yeah? Like, I, I was still bored through maybe the first half, but as soon as they got to the party and the girls were bitching about there being no food and talking funny. about going to Nobu, like, I, I enjoyed that. I agree. So, the episode is called Anniversary Not Sorry. What do we think of that title? They're reaching with some of these episode titles these days, aren't they? I don't even get it. How does the sorry, not sorry apply to the episode? They're not sorry Uh, because they think the party suck and they were talking. Is this? I don't know. I don't know. And it it wasn't really an anniversary. It was a vow. Vow Not even a renewal. It was just a vow. I don't know. I'm not buying the fact that they never said their vows. They're like, oh, it just didn't happen. It's like, what? Like, get a wedding planner. Have a thought. I don't care. Oh, yeah, and I don't care as well. <laughs> like, it's an excuse to have a party. Like, wh- what are we trying to sell here? Like, we're not stupid. Yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of little scenes. You're right. The whole episode is pretty much about the party. There is a bunch of little scenes before that, like Uber takes Erin jewellery, I want to say shopping, but jewellery borrowing. They get to oh, wear yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars of jewellery that they're borrowing. Yeah. That come with a security guard. I'm wondering who's paying for the security guard. Because you're borrowing the jewels is one thing. But then someone's mm. got to pay for the security guard. Who's paying for the security guard? Is it the Maybe store? Maybe the store. It's like a, yeah, it's like a you get on the show kind of a thing. These oh. are all the benefits you get. I don't know. But 
What I didn't like about that whole setup was Aaron was doing the shtick being like, oh, I'm going to take it home with me. Oh, you better keep an eye on me, Mr. Security Guard. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah, as if he hasn't like, heard that know. before. <laughs> I know. He had to be so polite, like riffing with her on that, on that. And, you know, there's another little scene of Bryn and Jessel shopping. Oh, that was boring. Yeah. Jenna trying on clothes. This fucking bitch. She was Zooming with some sort of actress who I've never heard of. She was on Shit's Creek. I Googled it. Oh, was she? I don't even remember her on that. I watched that. I don't know. I've only watched episodes oh, of that. Well. I haven't watched it from beginning to end, so I don't remember her. I mean, it's quite good. She's not a main character of anything. But, like, I don't get why <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm Zooming this actress to design her apartment or whatever, and then they just keep bringing up lists of Jenna's achievements, like the eyelashes and shit. And, like, this feels fake and phony. A lash brand and now she's doing interior design consulting. Okay, sure. She needs to get a fucking storyline is what she needs to do. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying her presence, but yes. it's starting to be like, all right, bitch, get in amongst it. We're jumping here, there and everywhere with her and we're not landing the plane. Like, I don't care about eyelashes. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, good for you. You've got a product. But I don't give a fuck. Everyone's got an eyelash brand, man. It's fine. Now, Erin and her husband, Abe, do their oh. anniversary dinner pre-party. Oh, yeah, that one. No, sorry, I got confused. I was thinking of the scene with Jessel. This is just the, the <laughs> him presenting her hunker chunker massive in, new engagement ring. I mean, the ring looked nice. I mean, that thing was fucking yeah. huge. I don't think it was a surprise either. I would be like her going, fuck, how much did you spend on that? Because at the end of the day, my money's your money and your money's my money. Like... How much yeah. of our money did you spend on that without consulting me? Like, dude's not going to spend like freaking, you know, a hundred grand without chatting with you about it first, surely. Yeah, she was consulted. I would assume. I think she'd seen the ring before. She said, make sure you give me this ring at this scene. She did a great job of pretending to be surprised, but who does that? Like, how rich are you that someone can spend, and I'm just guessing a hundred grand, it's probably more, but... How rich are you that you can spend that kind of money without getting an alert on your phone, on your bank app? (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Come on. I don't know. Maybe when you're that rich, you don't need alerts on your bank app. (laughs) Maybe that's just for us povos. But now, do we need to at all talk about this scene with Jessel and her husband? Yes, we have to. Oh, okay. It's about the kids, so I don't really want to talk about it. So please tell me all your thoughts. Well, I think you probably care for her child as much as she cares for her child, honestly. Mm. The way she is using that child as a prop because, <laughs> like, to advance her own social standing, I mean, because she wants to go to this fucking $62,000 a year preschool. Is that each? Not because the kid will thrive there or do well or learn things, but because Tom Cruise sent their kid there and she's doing it for status to rub shoulders with people like Tom Cruise. And she freely admits that on television. Yeah, but which kid? Because remember, two of them are kooky, crazy Scientologists, so I don't know if I'd be that excited. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You need to clarify which of the three kids. Is it the (laughs) well-adjusted one that doesn't spend any time with Tom Cruise or is it the the other two crazies that do spend time with Tom Cruise? We really need to know this. It's. I I don't think she cares about the kid. I think she cares about Tom Cruise. As if he's coming to, like, the Montessori school mixes. Like, I don't think he's at parent-teacher, like, chaperoning the school dance love. Like, I really don't think. No. And, again, if it's the youngest, he doesn't see her because she's an SP. So she's a suppressive person, so he can't see her. So, (laughs) Well, I'd like to suppress Jessel is what I want to suppress. That man should leave her. Is it 62K a year each? Yeah. Is it per kid? Because they got two of those fuckers. Oh, well, I don't know. 
she's a crazy $62,000 and the two of you are living in an apartment where you're on top of each other, which I get. New York real estate's very expensive. Not judging you. Your house is big enough. Surely you got better things to spend $62,000 on. Put it in a freaking six-month saver for your kids. I'd rather be sent to public school and end up with $62,000 or however many that is a year. But she doesn't care about the learning possibilities for the child. It's not about that. It's status. Oh, they get a laptop and an iPad and a phone or whatever the fuck they get. I mean, come on. I mean, for 62K, they should get like a a lot more iPads than just one. Buy me shares in fucking Apple. Uh Uh-huh. This Jessel, honestly. Move on, Jessel. (laughs) The only thing I want to talk about with Sai and that little scene, did you see her kid draw with Texter on the carpet? On the carpet. Like, that kid's got to go, mate. Text her on the carpet. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. <laughs> Kick him out. Oh, my God. And they didn't even flip. They're Clearly, they're in the throes of parenthood that no one batted an eyelid when the kid drew with Texter on the carpet. No one had, like, a fucking coronary. I did. <laughs> do we want to just get to the party? What else do we care about? Yeah, get to the party. Nothing else. Okay. So... The building and all of that stuff were were gorgeous, very pretty. Again, New York gives us pretty things to look at. I'm happy. But Erin is so weirded out by the fact that Bryn's wearing sunnies, but I can't take my eyes off that fucking taped mesh dress or hanky, whatever we're calling Mm -hmm. it. What did you think about Erin's party dress and the taping of the dress? I didn't like it. Me either. It looked too forced. Like It was like I want to wear this no matter what as opposed to Mm -hmm. this looks perfect on me. You saw, like, the booby tape and how, like, because the mesh is heavy, it was yanking on the tape. I mean, when your dad's commenting that your tits are out, it's time to get changed. No? (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Is it just me and Bryn or was Aaron's brother a little bit cute or were we just both bored? Was he cute in that scene? I thought he looked cute. I can't even remember him. I'm sorry. Do you want to then just talk about the fact that Bryn flirting with Abe, Aaron's husband? Oh, yeah. What did you think of that? She's gotten backlash. I th- assumed when I watched it that she was mucking around and entertaining herself and her audience because she was bored. I totally got it. Yeah, I got it too. I did not see that as her genuinely flirting with him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the worst thing to do. And she's not actually going to go and instigate an affair at their vow renewal slash newel. It's not going to happen. So she's gotten backlash. People have told her that her behaviour was wrong. Yeah, I saw her on like, I don't know, Instagram or Twitter just being like, guys, like, I get it. She's like, I know it was inappropriate. I've apologised to Erin. We're good. Like, you don't have to keep going on about it. I didn't think that there was anything weird about it. I mean, I'm assuming in the next episode, Abe's like, that wasn't cool. Well, why didn't you fucking stop it and say you got to go? Like, why did you sit there? Yeah, you're a grown-ass man. Yeah, if you're not comfortable, you can just go, I'm going to go schmooze. I'll talk to you guys later. Like, no one asked you to sit there and take it. I don't know. Yeah. I appreciated Bryn at this party. Me too. Staying out of a gourd and just trying to make some fun for us. How did you feel about seeing Meredith Marks and Mr. Tracksuit Pants? <laughs> well, he wasn't wearing a, his tracksuit at the time, was no, he? No, <laughs> no, he wasn't. I love when they pop in from a different franchise, just a quick glimpse. I do love it. Me too. And I, she's always in New York because she's fucked half of New York. So uh, it made sense that Meredith existed in that space. And I just, you know, also was not surprised that her husband was not her date, that her child was her date. Yeah. <laughs> Seth is never around, which I'm, you know, I'm not mad about that. I don't particularly love Seth. No, I, I don't need to ever see them take a bath together again. No. So let's get rid of him. 
I mean, I do love a little Housewives crossover and it is kind of mm-hmm. funny considering Salt Lake City, like we're getting previews for it. So yeah. I thought that was funny. Good on you, bravo. Well done. And Jenna is now single and making moves. Well, we've never met your girlfriend, so it's hard to feel bad for you. Exactly. Whatever. The speeches. Oh. There were fucking five people. These speeches, I reckon, would have gone for an hour. Do you reckon? An hour? Yep. That guy had a lot of pages. Four. He had four pages and that was the first guy. That was too much. I get that, like, you get bored and you're sitting there going, what the fuck, but don't you just walk outside? Wouldn't you just walk outside and miss them? I would. Well, they're on cameras. Maybe they were like, "Mm, better not. Oh, I guess. I don't know. I would have gone outside and hung out with the smokers. And it's not even for a fucking wedding. It's just some random, like, anniversary party slash vow renewal kind of a thing. Like, you don't need the speeches. At least, like, I get it when there's speeches, you don't really want to be passing around food. But you want to pass around food before the speeches. Mm, Load them up. We saw one trace, like, one server. One. The whole storyline where she doesn't feed her guests is so funny now. Like, I just love that that's a thing. I mean, I would have gone to Nobu. They could have ducked out, ducked back in before the speech is finished. Totally. And this Erin's sister has got some fucking nerve, mate. Oh, yeah. What Was she just trying to have her moment, do you think? I think she was. I think she was trying to have her yeah. moment. And it's like, bitch, they are filming a TV show. What do you expect them to do? They're doing their job. Leave them alone. Was it Brynn who was just like, are you going to go and talk to everyone else in this room who's talking? Like, are you going to go confront them? Like, I loved that she just went back. I love that. And the fact that two seconds later, Erin's mum walks over to introduce herself to them. That was fucking hilarious. Have a big chat. Yeah, she's not listening. That is funny. They just finished getting told off for talking and her mum comes over to talk. I loved that. That was awesome. (laughs) Like, fuck fuck off Erin's sister. No one wants you on the show. Piss off. Boo. Is she the one that burned her hair on the candle or was that someone else? I fucking hope so. <laughs> like, seriously, they're making a TV show. Piss off. And then she's like, and you're arguing. She was really trying to get her five minutes. Because they weren't even arguing. They were just bitching. No. She's just, you know, assuming she's trying to give herself a storyline. If I was Erin, I would have been so embarrassed if my sister did that. Like, fuck off. See, I think Erin had already probably prepped her Ah. and has been talking to her about the past few weeks of filming, being like, oh, these girls are rude, blah, blah, blah. Like the sister came in primed for that perspective. Right. I get it. I don't know. The speeches were terrible. If it wasn't for Bryn, the speeches would have probably been cut out, to be honest. And can we decide like to not read speeches off of an iPhone? Like when Erin was doing her speech, holding a phone in front of her face, I was like, that's tacky. It is tacky. I find if you got a little piece of paper or some cards or something, but yeah, uh-huh. I thought so too. The phone, it's like, really, bitch? And I know everyone does it now because I get it, but no, get some fucking stationery, seriously. Or memorise your lines. You've had 10 years to learn these vows. And Abe was just plagiarising the Grateful Dead. If he's such a deadhead, why did he need notes? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But my favourite bit was when he said that he would satisfy her physically and then they cut to Jessel's husband. Did you notice that? Like they, they No. They said, oh, I promise to satisfy you physically, and then they all laugh, and then they cut to Parvet, I think his name yeah. is, and his face is just like deadpan. And I was like, Well, that's hilarious. Oh, I missed that. I mean, I think I saw it now that I'm kind of picturing it, but I didn't clock it. Oh my god, you're the best. The shit you clock for me. 
<laughs> good times. Oh, I missed it. That would have been good. I would have been able to laugh in the episode. I'll just go back and watch it. The hair on fire. I wonder, was that her real hair or were they extensions? Oh, it was fake. Because it's one thing to burn extensions, but if you burn your real hair, dude. I've singed my eyebrows trying to pull a cone when I was a kid, but, and that was not fun. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I was like 14, 15, maybe 13, pulling a cone and yeah, got the lighter was one of those ones, you know, when you turn them up and yeah, oh my friends were like, oh my God, your eyebrows are seen. No, not my eyebrows. My eyelashes are singed. And I'm like, what? No, they're like, seriously, I can see your eyelashes curling back. So I had to like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. That's okay. I don't really have, a, I don't have a lot of eyelash hair anyway. So it really didn't make much of a difference. <laughs> we're all good there. But yeah, love a little stroll down um, burnt hair memory lane. <laughs> now... Did you think it was rude for Sai to dip out for food? It was a big party. Is she really noticed for dipping out? How do you feel? So I think I think it's fine normally, but because she made such a big fucking deal when Jenna left the house, she now no longer can do that. So remember Sai was like, it's rude. She didn't say goodbye. She made such a big deal of it. But don't you think there's a difference between leaving someone's house that you're staying at for the weekend with only a handful of people and leaving a party after the speeches, just before Mm -hmm. the dancing starts, like basically all the formalities are over and done with. Like basically I'm sure cake was being brought out as the dancing started. So you're leaving pretty much at the end of the evening and there are 200 people there. I think there's a huge difference. I don't have a problem with it, but etiquette-wise, I think it's the same thing. No, I don't. In that society, I think in, in that In space, their world, yeah. With these people, they care about it. I don't think that it's like at the end of the night when you're leaving, let's say a wedding, for example, I don't go up to the bride and groom and go, okay, I'm leaving. You just leave. See, I've never left. You've never left? I wait for them to leave and then I leave. Oh, no. Well, but I enjoy dancing and eating (laughs) and getting drunk on the dance floor, so I like a wedding. As soon as the dancing starts, I'm like, unless I'm having fun, I'm out. Right. Yeah. By the time the fun starts at a wedding, you've been there for six hours, so I'm over it. Right, right. Well, I'm on side side in this because I know it's going to lead to some more drama. Right. She can just say it's because I was fucking starving, which is just great content for us, like, to watch the show. So I'm, I'm glad she did it. And Nobu's down the road. Why didn't they get Nobu to cater? Why are they just fucking pigs in a blanket? Because they wasted all the money on that ring. And you're fucking Jewish. What's with the pigs in the blanket? Oh. Am I correct that there were actual pigs in blankets? Or am I making this up? I thought I saw a pig in a blanket. I'm pretty sure I heard someone say pig in a blanket, and I think it was Sai because she's a pescatarian, and she was like, I can't eat this food. Right. I don't know. Maybe it was birth pig in a blanket. Who knows? Again, all we're concentrating is the food and the lack thereof. Now, that's pretty much the episode. Next time we find out Jenna's real name is Judith and... Jessel has to tell her mum about IVF. I mean, Jessel, if babies and kids or and the oh, lack thereof are your storyline, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, yeah. I didn't like when Jessel was like, oh, my husband thinks that we're two and done, but he doesn't know that I'm going to have a daughter soon. I'm like, no, you should probably consult your husband first before you have a child. Like, I don't know. The way she was talking about it, like he has no choice at all. I was like, he should have a choice. I think she's just showing off for the cameras. An, an IVF journey is not the way to do it. No. I'm, I'm sorry. We've been we've been there, done that. I know. Sympathies to everyone going through it themselves. But <laughs> been there, done that, duh. I don't know. Jessel's not giving me – she's not giving me anything I like, but I am 
questioning whether I love to hate her or I find her boring. And I think right now I'm finding her boring. Like, if you're going to be a villain, just dip into that for me. Yeah. She's not funny. Her comebacks aren't pithy. There's nothing gleeful about her bitchiness right now for me. I do find it fascinating to watch someone who is a terrible person and doesn't know that they're a terrible person. Oh, yeah. And to see that come through with them being oblivious, like, I do enjoy that. Oh, there's a good perspective. Okay, I'll watch it from that perspective from now on and see if I get glee out of it because that might be good. try it. Yeah, I will. All right, shall we move on to the Below Deck Down Under? Sure. Episode 10 and 11. So episode 10 Uh is Kiss Kiss Clang Clang. I like it. I'm loving Below Deck. What was the Clang Clang in reference to? I forget. (laughs) Probably them breaking some part of the ship. (laughs) I forget. But we'll get there. (laughs) So we're still at the crew night out where Culver and Jamie are making out. Serena is not happy and she's drunk bitching Joel all about Mm. it. So Mm. we're still calling him Joel, aren't we? Well, the captain does. The captain (laughs) does, exactly. So I'm all about the Joel. Joel makes a funny and asks her if she wants him to fire Culver. I kind of enjoyed that. That was good. Joel isn't as annoying as I thought he would be. Not yet. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop and I feel bad for Joel, but I am waiting for it. It will drop. I I hope it doesn't because I don't mind him. He's, you know, had some gross. I'm proud of him. Yeah. This Harry seems to get revved up from watching Culver and Jamie that he goes and asks Margot for a kiss, but she'd rather keep dancing. If that's not a sign, love, I don't know what is. I'd rather dance with everyone than make out with you. Does that not give you cause for pause? I just want to sit them both down and be like, look, mate, she's not that into you. And I'll say to her, look, mate, you're not that into him. It's okay to admit that. You don't have to be a people pleaser. She really is. It's so hard to watch. I feel terrible for her. I feel terrible. You know what? This is what we're taught though, Nathan. This is how sad it is. Yeah. No, I don't mean to do this whole sexist PSA, but... Girls are taught, like, don't make a fuss. Uh-huh. Boys are taught to be strong and assertive, so they're not allowed to have fucking feelings. And girls are taught, don't make a fuss. Don't complain. Yeah. Don't be a bitch. Yeah. It's terrible. And we're watching it in real time. It's awful. Oh. Yeah, and everyone everyone suffers. Yeah, everyone suffers. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of suffering, this arena pushing Culver was fucking hysterical. <laughs> it was so <laughs> immature, but I did love it. In terms of Zarina reacting to Culver and Jamie the only time I found it funny when she pushes him I think they were she was like trying to get behind him when they were getting out the van or getting yeah, in and she pushes him. him oh that was fucking funny I thought I just lolled so hard because it was immature yeah and like I get why she would be upset and her feelings would be hurt it's obvious but mm. also snap the fuck out of it you're not dating this guy like it's it's tough it's rough but also yeah get over it that was in my notes the whole time Yes, I think it would have been helpful for her had someone told her. And obviously in real life, she would have just like gone away to sulk and no one would have actually Mm -hmm. seen all that and she could have her process. But at the same time, I just kept looking at it going, if she was a guy, we would say that behaviour is bullshit. So I'm making sure that I'm seeing that it's bullshit even though it's coming from a woman. Do you know what I mean? Same, Same thing. Right. Like the whole episodes where she was being a bitch to them, It's like, you know Mm -hmm. what, first of all, he wasn't your boyfriend. He was just flirting with you for fun. You're allowed to flirt with people. Well, for food. But you are allowed to flirt with people and not be expected to give anything you don't want to give. Yeah. 
And there's, I don't like the whole, oh, I've got dibs on that person type of thing. Like, you don't own anyone. You don't got dibs, mate. And yeah. it's not like you in like, there's no girl code. You're not friends. You met her three days ago. There's no girl <laughs> code. Come on. Yeah. Your feelings are hurt. Your ego's bruised. That's fine. But that doesn't give you the right to be a cunt about it. And calling people a slut, fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. So she was calling, was she calling him a slut? She was. Is that what? Yeah. She did it before. It's not okay. Zarina's getting to a point where she's, well, not getting, she's gotten to a point where she's the one that has to apologise here because her behaviour is uncalled for. And I don't think any Cola did really anything wrong. Like no. it's a It's a crew hookup on a night out. And you know what? Kudos to him for kissing in a disco helmet because that must be tricky. I thought so too. It's like he picked up in a disco helmet. You leave him alone. <laughs> I just meant more like logistically, how are you not bumping faces? Oh, yeah, like, that's true. Knocking her head. <laughs> he and Zarina had a mild flirtation. It wasn't even a full-on flirtation and it was very food-centric. Everyone knew it. Everyone was calling it. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the thing as well. To to rag on Culver for a little bit, like mm. he is Serena's friend, so he should treat her at least in a friendly way and it shouldn't be all because, like, oh, I've got to apologise because I want to be fed. Like, yeah. oh, no, I, my my hunger is at risk. It's like, no, you should say you should say sorry because you feel bad that she feels bad, not because you're worried about your next meal. That's the thing. He understood that she liked him. Yeah, we all can see that. And he let her do that because it served a purpose, which was, one, I get fed, and two, like, it's fun. But that's the thing. Like, yeah. you can – it's difficult when you know that someone likes you more than you like them and your friends, you've got to be respectful, and he wasn't. He should have had a conversation with her way before Jamie got on the boat. Yes, agreed. Because, I mean, it's nice to joke about how he won't get fed, but, like, she's still going to feed you. She can't starve you. Yeah, but she was giving him special food. She was giving him, like, oh, food yes, that the guests were eating. It's like, hey, I've made this for the guests. Do you want some? And that's before it was leftovers. Right, right. He wants the perks, yeah. And most of the crew, like, yes, they get fed. They get their crew meal. Is she making lunch and dinner for them or just one meal a day and then they're – I mean, the guy couldn't make avocado toast without oversalting it. I did enjoy watching <laughs> him win – not whinge, but say things under his breath after he and Jamie hooked up when he was in the kitchen about the food and she was just not saying anything. It's like, dude, you're not going to, like, feed the beast and then expect to get fed. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. she was making his avocado toasts for him. <laughs> He can't make avocado toast. Of course, he's worried about when his next meal's coming from. Yeah, he needs to repair that friendship then. Toot sweet. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, for us, it's funny. How proud are you of Culver and Jamie that night one, they get straight in the shower? I loved it. I loved it too. <laughs> I loved it too. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. And who was it? Who was Culver bunking with? Was it Joelle? Oh, yeah. Joelle was sort of just in the room listening to the whole thing. And I was like, Joelle, like, I get that's your space, but go make a cup of tea. Like nothing. Yeah. He's just sitting there waiting for them to finish. Mm -mm. I mean, if we can hear them through the door with a boom mic, surely you can hear them. Yeah. And he just had, like, obviously he's got the door open for the camera crew and he's just sitting there, like, reading a pamphlet, whatever the fuck he was doing. <laughs> Go sit in the crew mess. I know. 30 minutes later, they're still going. Good for them. Oh, I was worried that the ship would run out of water. Like, <laughs> are they running off a water tank? Oh, because remember that last time? Who was, oh, no, that was the phone, not the water. 
Yeah, it's true. They, they are. They ran out of data. They <laughs> ran out of data. But they should water. be running out of water. That was a long shower. Yeah, 30 minutes. Good for them. Shower sex is hard to master, especially 30 minutes. On a ship. Everything stops being lubricated after 30 minutes. That's tough. Wow. Yeah. You know what? If I was in a shower with Culver for 30 minutes, I'd make it work. <laughs> like, let's just say Fair that. enough. Do you agree with Adam that he said that Margot should go and tell Harry straight away that she's not into him? I don't know about this having a drunk chat with someone that you're not into them. Do you think they should have waited till the morning when they were sober or get it over and done with when you yeah, both drunk? Yeah, I, I didn't think going into his bunk late at night, like oh, I think he would get the wrong idea like pretty much straight away, which he did. Yeah. And I can see why that should be a sober conversation. The only thing I thought was maybe like it gave Margot more confidence to have the chat. Potentially. But then it, that didn't work, <laughs> so no. I don't know what's going on. I was loving Adam these episodes with his whole like go oh, to like countdown to three and go tell him. I thought he was hilarious. I loved Adam. You too? I'm really coming around on him, yeah. And like seeing him get activated when his brother got jumped. Oh, he was yeah. like that little fucking kid, that little slime ball. I was like, oh, my God. Fair enough. Yeah. Wouldn't you be that pissed? I would. I would. You're like a million miles away and you find out like four kids beat up your brother. I know. And like we were sort of a bit wary of Adam being so pro-family, but now I'm like, oh, it's a nice thing that he cares for his family. Yeah, me too. Like I think he's relaxing and so hopefully that means we're relaxing. Like he's even like happy to have a little flirt with Margot. I think the porn stars changed him when he was – Showering off that <laughs> porn star on deck, I think that yes. triggered something in him and he loosened up. I hope so. Well, he he also did say like in the next episode, we're just going to do these two episodes together, I guess, that um he's yeah. starting to feel like the guys on the boat are becoming his family. So I feel like he's opening up more because he sees these guys as his boat family, which is really sweet. Mm-hmm. The next morning on this episode nine, Culver does the sneaky walk of shame. It's like, dude, if Joelle can hear you, then surely everyone else will have heard about it before Margot gets done brushing her teeth. Oh, yeah. Why does Margot always brush her teeth in the crew mess? Is it because her bunkmate has got the bathroom and she's trying to get ready in time? Yeah. Is she just, like, happy to brush her teeth in the public? That's a, I haven't noticed. Because she's always brushing her teeth outside of her room. Don't you brush your teeth in the bathroom? Why are we brushing our teeth everywhere? Yeah, maybe her bunkmate's doing a dump in there or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. Who wants to brush their teeth in a smelly bathroom? Not I. Well, But, like, mentally, I couldn't brush my teeth. I mean, I could, obviously, mm. but I couldn't brush my teeth with, like, kitchen water. In my head, kitchen water and bathroom water are very different. Yes, me too. I creep out. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, brushing your teeth near the kitchen sink. Like, you spit when you brush your teeth. I'm not spitting in the kitchen sink. Gross. It feels illegal in a way. Like, where it's like you could do it, but just the act of doing it, you're like, what am I doing? Yeah, I know. It's strange. I don't like doing it. I mean, who hasn't done it once in their life because they had to for whatever reason? Yes, someone's in the bathroom. Nah, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Now, how do you feel that Harry's going to feel when he is watching it back and he's watching himself trying to bond with Culver over their respective boatmancers. Oh, man, it's sad. It's so sad. I, oh, I feel This Harry, it's so embarrassing. And, like, when he breathes on the window and draws a love heart oh. for Margot, I was like, oh, mate, like, if you only knew how she actually feels, that would be so embarrassing. Like, how many times have you heard me say body language is language? But in mm-hmm. this instance, I get why Harry's confused. 
I'd be confused if I was Harry. Well, yeah. I mean, so when she says, well, I don't even know how that conversation got there, but it sort of sounded like she doesn't want a serious relationship, a.k.a. she just wants a, a fuck buddy, a cuddle. She wants a flirtation ship on the ship, which yeah. he's like jackpot, but she doesn't want that. No. And getting that across just like had the opposite effect. Now he's more like, oh, she's up for it. Exactly, because she's like, oh, you know, do you want to cuddle? And she goes and cuddles with him. Oh, I know. She finds it very difficult to set boundaries. Very difficult. Mm. And I I feel for her, but you do have some sort of responsibility to the person that you're pashing to let them know you don't want to pash them anymore. Like, I know. And now he looks like a mug. I know we're only getting an hour of three days of filming. We're getting an hour of it. I get that. So maybe you are dropping more hints and that's fine. Yeah. But at this point, I would actually advocate for getting Adam to tell him. Yes, yeah. your relationships are your responsibility and all that stuff, but at this point it would be kinder to Harry for you to go, Adam, you need to tell him because I don't do this. I don't do this well and he's not getting the hint. Like, you need to tell him. Or do you think, like, she actually does kind of want to cuddle with him but she's a bit embarrassed because he's such a goofball that she's, like, sort of saying to everyone else, like, no, nah, I'm not into him, but she secretly is? No, I think she's not that into him but then she gets lonely and because that's the only thing on offer... You'll take it. Like, how many times have oh God, you seen your? Harry. <laughs> how many times have you seen your friends and you're like, you're not that into him, but yeah, they're they're there. They're serving themselves on a silver platter and they're nice. So it's like, if I did like oh, him, yeah. it would be yeah. so helpful because they're a nice guy. But he's a dork. She's not into him. Do you know what? Aisha needs to break it. Aisha knows that he doesn't make a fanny flutter. So Aisha should really step in and be like, Harry, mate. Like, yeah. Also, stop encouraging him, Aisha. You know that she's not into him. Stop encouraging him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's sad. Anyway. The whole thing's (laughs) tough. Now, Nathan, I'm probably going to have to cut this bit out, but I still need to get it off my chest. So (laughs) we hear about the next guests and they're a family. So my first thoughts Uh were I'm not optimistic. And then we find out they're lesbians with kids. I literally (laughs) wrote, if they want a barbecue on the beach, I'm out. And then two seconds later, it was their first request. (laughs) I laughed so hard. Oh, my God. I laughed so hard. I startled the dog. Is that just because lesbians love barbecue? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Right, of course. So I was like, I bet you they want a barbecue on the beach. And they did. I laughed so fucking hard. I startled Kato. Sweet family, though. What, what did you think of that whole beach picnic setup where the tide was rising? Like, I felt so tense that whole time, like as if they were on, like, quicksand. I was like, oh, no. Me too. And I was trying to figure it out. So the tide comes in so the boat can either capsize or the tide will push the boat onto the sandbank. And I'm like, but if the tide is rising, wouldn't eventually – there be no sandbank and so you just have to wait it out and not have it be so dramatic? I don't know. It was something to do with the slip. Yeah, I don't know what a slip is. is. But the ca- I don't, I You're don't losing know. the slip. <laughs> and I'm like, a slipstream? Yeah. Like, I know that in Star Trek, but I don't, I don't know. Like, an, I don't know. I do understand that they're saying that the tide can be, like the waves can be so bouncy, it could either completely make water get on the tender so therefore the boat will flip over and they lose it. But in my head I'm like, if the tide's rising and the boat gets stuck, wouldn't eventually the tide rise so high that the boat just floats, floats away? Oh, I, don't I have no idea. I don't know. I was just wondering whether that, why they were making it so dramatic if 
It didn't have to be because my gut was a churning. I know. I was picturing like Margot standing there with like a deck chair in her hands, just like with the water <laughs> lapping around her ankles, like running out of save island. Me, like that's what I was picturing. <laughs> Sorry, when I said the save me, save me people, I was like, <gasps> yeah. I had my hands in the air, like, you know, what do you call that? Just waving in the air. I don't know. I look like a dork. It was funny. Okay, I don't know what's with me today. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, alrighty. So now again, Joel is showing that he's gross. He calls a crew meeting, and at first I was concerned because he starts the meeting with, "I know there was a lot of bitching last night," but then mm-hmm. he's like, he apologizes for coming on a bit strong and says, "Look, I did that because I was told that you guys needed to step up your pussies, and sorry if I came on too strong." Uh huh. And I think Adam's feelings towards Joelle are turning because he's seeing shows of respect from Joelle and he's into it. I think there's a bit of a bromance between these two guys coming on, no? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Jamie tries to apologise to Zarina, but it was kind of a non-apology. She comes in with an unwelcome back hug. Not the way to go, right? Yeah, no, not the way to go. But, like, also, can you really apologise for something that you don't feel sorry for? Exactly. I don't think she thinks she did anything wrong. I know. And I did like Zarina's analogy where she says, Culver's the jock, I'm the weird kid, and Jamie's the cheerleader. And it's basically what she say, it's time to go off and eat crayons in the corner. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. I love. that. I do like Zarina, and I do feel for her. I do feel for her too. I just think that... She took way too many liberties with playing the victim that she made herself wrong. Mm -hmm. Calling people sluts. Yeah, not great. No. And now we're going to see her swing towards Joelle. Like, they're totally going to hook up. Oh, they're so going to hook up. And how do you think her friend is going to feel about it watching? The one that she says Joelle Mm. fucked over. Yeah. Harry wants to clear the air with Margot. Well, they don't really clear the air properly yet. No, the air is still dirty. Holiday themed dinner. Oh, I loved Culver dressed as Cupid, even though he doesn't know who that is. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He is a dumb jock. At first I was like, whatever, holiday-themed dinner, but the more we got to see of it, the more I realised it was a genius idea. Genius. Mm -hmm. It's great. I've always wanted to eat an American-themed Christmas dinner, but obviously in Australia, Christmas, it's fucking hot. No one wants to eat all that delicious comfort food in the heat. And yet again, yeah. we're in Australia and it's hot. But, mate, I totally love this holiday-themed dinner idea. It was so good. And I sort of love the idea of, like, they've only got the ship for one night. They're yes. like, all right, we're doing every fucking event for the whole year tonight. Exactly. They're mixing them all up. And it's like obviously Halloween, you can dress up as whatever you want. I love that. Like you can totally wear a moo-moo so that you can fit all of the food of this delicious <laughs> holiday-themed dinner. Yeah. I did think for like one of the mums, I was like, oh, is she a bit of a, a bit of a redneck? And then I was like, oh, it's 4th of July. She's not actually just choosing to wear like a flag hat. <laughs> oh, you're absorbed. But, yes, this Culver not knowing who Cupid is, how do we feel about that? He doesn't need to know. I'll tell him. But how do you not know? It's sort of really playing up to his playboy image that they're trying to push. Mm -hmm. It's the Valentine's Day holiday. Maybe he is a bit more of a douche when it comes to women. How do you not know who Cupid is? I know. It's like how have you not seen any cartoon Cupid in the past however long you've been alive? He did say that he's seen a Cupid cartoon, but I don't think he understood who Cupid was. Right. Well, I'm just glad he put the mullet down. He, he thought about it for a second and he said, maybe not for this one. And no. I was like, yeah, good discerning choice. He did kind of look cute from the 
waist up, but from the waist down, that just that looked like a nappy. I'm sorry, and I know that's what Cupid wears, but yeah, it looked like a full nappy. It is nappy. a bit of a turn off. Yeah, that is like a fetish, though. Have you seen that? Like no. people who are into people wearing nappies. Oh, okay. No, it's too early in the morning, Nathan. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> no, 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 no. So. What I do want to talk about is at the end of the episode, it's time to haul anchor and tow the tender because they got to go to the dock. And Captain wants the tender line pulled closer so that it's 15 metres. I don't know why. Maybe it's just how they do it. But it's stuck because Culver tied the lines wrong. Now, I was trying to figure out where the lines needed to be so I could write it in a sentence that made sense. But I don't know what they're talking about. Anyway, Culver fucked up. That's all I got from it, right? Yeah. I think there's a reason why he wants to be the chief entertainment officer because I don't think he's cut out for the other stuff. I think he's happy to work. I just don't think he's happy to work hard. Yeah. He's there for the adventure and whatever he's got to do to get the adventure he's up for. I can't see him making a career out of this. Not like Joelle. Nah. It was a very short trip. Was it one night? Yep. One night. And anyway, they dock the boat, it gets scraped by a pylon, and it's Adam's fault. Yeah, it's another grand to repair. <laughs> exactly. Poor ship's really getting battered. <laughs> so now we're on to episode 11, Anchors Astray. Yep. I didn't really get that till the very last minute, but fuck it, let's talk about it. Do you want to talk about the end first? Yeah, very exciting. Crazy. What I, okay, so at the end of the episode, which is the name of the episode, they're moving the boat, right? The boat's sailing or whatever you call it. And the anchor all of a sudden comes loose and starts dragging. But I was sure I saw Adam touch the, the things that released the anchor. Why did he do that? Why was he touching it? <laughs> Who knows? Did he need to touch it? I don't even know why he touched it. Yeah. He says he tried to engage it, but it wouldn't engage. It's like, but why did you touch it in the first place? I'm not sure, but I do know that's bad because yeah. of the Real Housewives of New York City Cartagena trip where they only survived because it was a rope anchor yes. and they were able to cut the anchor, otherwise they would have capsized and died. And then I noticed him trying to stop it. It's like when that thing's moving, that could fucking rip your hand off. It's time to back okay. off. Mate, is he going to get fired? I don't know. I don't know, but it's no bueno. It's scary. At the end of the day, I agree with Joelle that Adam, out of all the deckies, is the one that wants to work the hardest, but he's also the one that knows the least. So you can't leave him alone. Uh-uh. Poor Adam. Oh, he's going to be devo. He takes everything so seriously. So I, I can imagine mm-hmm. that when he fucks up, he's probably the hardest on himself over anyone so I just feel bad for him. We really should actually go back to the beginning of the episode. but Well, Aisha's boyfriend comes for a visit and oh, then they have yeah. a day off. That's basically the whole episode. That is basically the whole episode, this beach day. Now, I did not know that they grow coral to replant the coral reef. I love this. Why didn't yeah, I know great. about this? Have you seen this? I think I heard of it. How did you feel on this beach day when the boat is going to the beach about Zarina mm-hmm. resting her boob on Joelle's knee. How do you feel about that? Well, I just think, yeah, she's flirting with him hardcore to overcompensate for Culver. I know. And does that mean that eventually they're going to hook up and then she's going to be mean to Joelle after that? Because she's just using him, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe there is some sort of chemistry there. They seem to get along a little more than people who just happened to know each other a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I liked about this beach day mm. is you can always tell who's flirting with who depending on who they ask to put sunscreen on their back. Yes. It's like that's top tier flirt material. There's no way to draw the line more than that. 
I think you know, you're if right. You get, if you're putting sunscreen on someone's back, that means you're into them. Yeah, and the fact that Adam asked Margot to do it, albeit after she did Harry's, I think he's into mm. her. And I think, unfortunately for Harry, Margot and Adam, they look cute together. They look so cute together. I think they look very, yeah. very cute together. I hope it happens. And I don't blame Margot for not going for him before because he was not into anyone or anything. So what are you going to do? Yeah. And he's cute. I like this idea. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And what do you think of Aisha's boyfriend? They seem super in love. Oh, adorbs. She's so in love with him and he's very in love with her by the looks of it. And I'm so happy for them. Yeah, me too. And I think he even kind of looks the part for her. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think they're a good match. Me too. Cutie patooties. I'm into it. I loved where they were having lunch on the beach day. Like they were surrounded by all the plants and the trees. I love that. I want that. It was nice. I mean, it was a good beach day. It was. And then we just get some drama towards the end, right? Or is that dinner? I think it was brewing, right? Because first of all, we get Margot and Adam deciding to be each other's fake boyfriend, girlfriend for the day. Adorbs. But obviously pissed mm-hmm. Harry off. And then there was, as you said, the sunscreen thing. It was pretty much the dinner. It's always the dinner. Because by that stage, they're massively drunk, always right? The so Culver and yeah. Jamie are chatting at the table like no one else is there. They are laying it on a bit thick. He's trying to sell life on the farm to her. And then she says a psychic told her that she'd marry some who had a farm. I mean, that's crazy. I know. Of course, Serena is pissed at how close and cutesy they are. But my guess is she can hear their conversation. They're not that far away. Of course. Yeah. So this is, I think, what's adding to her being pissed. Mm-hmm. Harry's shitty with Margot, so... Well, she made a comment about his skinny legs and the male species, they're too fragile for jokes about skinny legs. That's just like the one thing you don't do. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know, but it's the sorest spot. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, come on. Did you think that Harry regularly went to the gym? Was that something that you no. assumed? No. You're no, a beanpole, dude. You're going to be an old beanpole with a beer gut. So, yes, go to the gym. Good for you. <laughs> but come on, leave her alone. But I get it. At the same time, she's flirting with Adam for the day for fun and he's not happy about it. At least he's starting to realise that she's not into him. Like when he says friend zone party of one, I'm like, okay, good. You're, you're coming to the party. Yes. But also there's no way he was happy to just be fuck buddies with her. You just liked that had the word fuck in it and you thought you might get some at some point. When you draw in love hearts in your own breath through a window to someone, you don't want to just be fuck buddies. No. Yeah. I think he's a bit more of a cutie patootie in that way. Whereas yes. like I think he actually wanted to have someone to have coffee with and cuddle. Yes, exactly. He wants a relationship. He wants a girlfriend. This is when they're getting out of the van and Zarina calls Culver a slut and Jamie's like right there. So she's fucking angry because she heard it. And it's true. I agree. It's uncalled for and it's wrong and she should be angry. You're allowed to flirt with someone and not owe them anything. That's just what I think. (laughs) Yeah. And then Culver and Chef have a chat and that's about it, right? Yeah, that's about it. I did think it was funny when Culver and Jamie were in the jacuzzi and Harry's just fucking in the jacuzzi with them. It's like, dude, get a clue. Read the room. Read the room. See, this is the thing. This is why I feel sorry for Margot because if he can't read the room in a jacuzzi, he's surely not reading the room anywhere else. Yeah, true. They do have a chat and like Culver and Zarina and like she basically just says it's fine, I'll get over it. And I'm like, okay, you weren't saying that two seconds ago. Yeah, we'll see if that lasts. I don't know. But, yeah, the biggest thing that happened on this episode is what happens in the last two seconds and next time, which is Adam almost breaks the boat. It's pretty full on. (laughs) 
I'm loving it. I can't wait. That's pretty much the episodes. Now, I'm really sorry, peeps. I don't have time for sizzles. i got to go. Yeah, let's leave it there. All right. Thank you. Ready. Bye. Bye.